When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. I'm really, I'm in a good mood tonight. <laughs> Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. Yes, it's been a long time. I'm in the last of the summer wine of my days, but it's refreshing <laughs> to be with tonight, the youth, the cutting edge, the zeitgeist of, <laughs> you know, the frontier of young, up-and-cupping, thrusting young men that I'm with tonight. But I'll let you introduce him because he's young and he's fresh and he's, oh, he's raring to go. <laughs> I, I knew that bothered him. I knew <laughs> Said, oh, really laughed. Really and really ladies and gentlemen, listen, I'd like to introduce you to the man who coined the phrase the last of the summer wine <laughs> in reference to me and Keith uh, and Ian, I think. And David yeah. Harris is here. Hey. David Harris is here uh, on board with the Tuesday Club. Yeah, the young uh, Damien Harris. Word well up, kids. Hi, young people. <laughs> What's youthful, going uh, on? When, when are you 50, D? When are you turning 50? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 51 in, in uh, six weeks. So, um, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you've broken oh. the glass now. I know. <laughs> I know. It was well, only a boy- <laughs> Yeah. We record, uh, we're recording this um, immediately after uh, a... Uh, well, well, I don't know if I was going to say a knockout or a stoppage or a points decision against Liverpool. A comprehensive points decision, I think. Arsenal uh, have been defeated at Anfield 3-1 yet again. Uh, it seems very difficult to get a result at Anfield for Arsenal. Um, and it, even though we were presented again by, uh, by a Liverpool mistake with the opening goal, and, and even though we did fight back quite well second mm. half, it did slightly feel as though it was... Uh, we're going to hit the canvas again and again and again, and we've been defeated by what looks to be a rather excellent football team. I was naively hoping that they might be on the wane. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was listen, going for that one as well. I was watching it at a sort of a local cricket club, social club, and there was only a few of us in there, and there was a Liverpool fan there, and I said to him, I think it's really unsporting in the first half that Liverpool had this contempt of keeping the ball and not giving it to us. I thought it was disgusting <laughs> behaviour. This is something that FIFA should look into, that the fact that they just retained it for so long and then when they did give it to us, we somehow contrived to give it back to them as rapidly as possible. <laughs> did you enjoy Did you enjoy our, uh, our playing out from the back? Um, oh, I oh. love that. Six yard, <laughs> you know, in the penalty. No. Not just in the penalty box, in the six-yard box. Why would you pass it around in the six-yard box? What possible advantage? 
<laughs> Do you remember when when Arsene Wenger turned up and suddenly we would pass it around at the back and it was such a strange feeling as a fan because always whenever your one of your defenders had it, you just lumped it as far as you could. And this idea that, that you kept possession was strange. But think now in the 74th minute when... Um, What's his face? Pass the ball right across the goal line mm. with Mo Salah. Yes. Yeah. And he nearly <laughs> I mean, towed it in. Oh my goodness. I mean, there's one thing, keeping possession is one thing, Dee, but in your six yard box. Yes. And I do feel as though, uh, I mean, I'm slightly pining for Emmy Martinez. Uh, you know, we had an emotional connection with Emmy Martinez that's suddenly been snatched away from us. Mate, got and, rid of the wrong keeper. Well, it's, I did start to wonder if Leno looks more hesitant. Mm. And that, and in those moments, if you're playing like that, there is no room for hesitation. It's got to be ping, ping, ping and out. You can't yeah. take a second as if Leno thinks he can sort of slightly sell a dummy to the on-rushing <laughs> superstar forward <laughs> who's fit as a fiddle and moves like lightning. And... You can't sell a dummy to Mane or Salah or, you know, it's, but there are a couple of moments where he tried to style it out as a dummy where it was just rank indecision. And I, mm. and I, and I did, you know, you're looking at the side, you're thinking, well, you've put William in there, you've put on any, actually, I thought had a very good game. Yes. Um, yeah. But Tobias was removed and really the improvement in our passing, especially our forward progressive passing when Sabias came on was marked, wasn't it? But I didn't, I did slightly look at it thinking, oh, really? What? I remember when we signed Leno, he's a decent keeper, don't get me wrong, he's a decent enough shot stopper. No, he's not when, bad. When we signed him, I wasn't quite sure why we'd signed him. And when you think we paid 19 million for him and we had Martinez in the club and now we sell Martinez for, I don't know what it is, 17 20. or something. Well, maybe it is if it, if it, if they win the Champions League or something, you might get an add-on. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't feel like brilliant business. I, I'd, mm. It's not to say we wouldn't have lost 3-1 with Martinez. The thing is with Martinez, there were moments of really extraordinary goalkeeping, real brilliance, real kind of eye-opening, wow. And Leno feels very steady. I hope he, he, he grows into the kind of ball-playing keeper that Arteta wants. But I think it's a big call for Arteta to make him... To keep him, I felt all of our play from the back was more hesitant tonight. Um, we'll see, I guess. I mean, they oh. they are very good at it. They're the press. shutting down the press. I mean, they are the kings of it. Yeah. Really good, and they've had three years perfecting it and getting it right. But I feel with Martinez, he's he's better on crosses. He's more assured, and I think he would have caught that one tonight for the the equaliser. Um, that was a sort of a feeble parry, really, wasn't yeah. it? And the next one that came to him, he really belted it out. And you think if you're gonna, if you've making the decision to parry, you've got to thump it. You've got to knock it quite a way away, preferably out of your area, not just block it with your palms so it drops in the six yard box. And it did seem like a, a, an error, you know. Salah's cut inside. Salah's so quick and his close control is so unbelievable that he can run round the outside of Kieran Tierney, who's desperately trying not to foul him, even with the ball on his left foot, which is closer to Tierney. And he cuts, then he cuts inside and lashes it at the goal with his left foot. We've been watching him doing it for two years. And it was a bit of a feeble, sort of, 
dropped. Pat, it was a parry, know. wasn't it? It was, no, it was, it was a nothing. And I think uh, Martinez's uh, distribution is a lot better, you know, when he's kicking it out and throwing it out. I just, oh, I, I don't know if we've done a good deal on that. But in saying that, we had two good chances to equalise and take the lead. Lacazette, oh, I'm, you know, I love the man dearly, but... And do then... You, do we, you, Keith? I do, I do. I'm do always... I, I, prove I'm, it. But I can. <laughs> I, I, get a I, tattoo. I, I think that's I, the only way you can really show Lacquer your oh, love, right. get a tattoo. He's Shall we talk brought, about... He's brought in the tat. He's brought I can't in the believe tat. it. Boom. Oh, I can't oh, believe it. He's dropped, he's dropped the tap bomb early. There we were, there chatting are. about the decision to sell Martinez and retain Leonard, doing a little bit of talk about the tactical choices, and boom, Harris is in with the tap bomb. This, well, he's young, he's thrusting. Um, yeah. Okay, let's 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 bring up the tap. Okay, listener, if you're not aware, and I know many of you I'm have decided uh, <laughs> decided not to not to follow at not you Bentley on the on the on the on the Twitter. Uh, Keith Dover, age 61 of E17, has recently been seen sporting a new tattoo on his upper arm. His, uh, yeah. his bicep. I say I hesitate to say bicep, Keith, because with, with all due respect, there's not a, not a lot of muscle definition left. <laughs> To be, to be fair, mate, it never has. But nonetheless, a powerful arm, a powerful arm, a powerful arm, and yeah. uh, and it says Cockney Rebel, uh, yeah. the uh, the famous band fronted by the legendary uh, Steve polio, polio victim Steve Hart. Steve Hart. Now, okay, you ask me, why did I have this done? Midlife crisis, Ian. No one's asked you that. No, no one's, one's asked. asked. <laughs> I said, why haven't you got a Lacazette one? The reason why I did the tap because. Uh, yourself and Stoney have both written a book. So I thought, well, how can I, you know, top this? So I thought I'd get a tattoo. And frankly, there's been a lot of interest from Hollywood now. Uh, you'll be <laughs> pleased to know, Alan, Jude Lewis playing your part. Christopher Biggins is playing Damien. Danny DeVito is uh, taking on Ian Stone's role. Denzel, want, obviously. I'm, no, no, no. I want Leo Sayer. I want Leo Sayer to play me. <laughs> you want Leo Sayer to play <laughs> That could be arranged. That could be Starring arranged. Starring Jim Davidson as Keith Cooper. <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing myself. Oh! Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 actually, it's, it's between me and Clooney. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going Clooney myself. But anyway, no, it's, it was, I tell you, it was a COVID thing. I was talking to a mate during the worst period of lockdown. He said, let's get a tattoo. I went, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. And, um... And then, of course, you have to go through with these things. And did he go through with it, your mate? Yes, he did. He had a load of sort of musical notes with Let It Be on there. and uh, On, the, on his upper arm? On no, the, on lower his... arm. On the, uh, like, the inside of the arm from the inside wrist. Inside of the up. forearm. Yeah, it re- that <sighs> really hurt. To be honest, it doesn't hurt that much. I nearly fell asleep. It was, it was done by an Algerian who apparently has learnt his trade from the ages of 10 years old. So... Fair play to the Hungarian prison system. That's all I can say. So. <laughs> mm. He was really um, good. Revelations yeah. here about... I know. <laughs> about <laughs> life in E17. It's <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> so a Hungarian tattoo artist who was yes. in jail aged 10 and learned oh, wow. his trade. <laughs> yeah. And he's done you a Cockney Rebel. Now, Cockney Rebel, yes, does yes. that Now, the logo, the Cockney Rebel logo is, yes. is of the band's own 
logo, isn't it? That's a band's own logo. And and so what do they do? Do they get a, a photograph of it and copy it, or do they trace it on your arm, or ah, how do they do that? Now, you see, you've done a little bit of research on No, this, I haven't. haven't I'm asking. Oh, really? No, <laughs> it's called common sense. No, no, no. No, he's, he's not too far from the truth there, you see. That's, right. that's years of Jonathan Creek have not wasted, because... Um, what they do is I gave them a picture of the logo, then they download it, and then they actually – you remember the stick-on transfers you used to get? Yes. Yes. You can you still get them. You, you can still, still get, get them. them. So basically they do, do that, which gives you the outline, uh-huh. and they stick that on your arm so they get the outline, and then they just fill it in. Well, they've Brilliant. done it very well because I mean, it looks like it absolutely well. straight off the record. I know it? it's it's excellent, and I'm quite proud of it. And it's you know I can cover it up with a t-shirt, but if I want to wear a shirt of Destiny, then it's there for everyone. Oh, to see. so the vest of Destiny will reveal Cockney Rebel? Yes, it will do. But uh, the thing is, when you have a tattoo, your your bottom teeth tend to sort of then jut out a bit. Uh, I want to get a mastiff for some reason. I don't know why. And cheap jewellery. Oh. Uh, and then I want to sit out front front of my house and throw empty beer cans at passers-by and go, Gleh. Are you telling me that you've developed a bit of an underbite since you've had the tattoo? Yeah, it, yeah it's like to, yeah, a bit of a, you know, underbite thing. It comes with the tat. It did warn me, but I thought, why not? Oh, well, if you can live with that. I can live with it, mate, you know. I'm, you can I'm, live with the, the unforeseen consequences of getting yourself tattooed as you approach pensionable age. <laughs> I'm 61. <laughs> Where, where, how far, where can I Most go? people who are 61, you know, I remember tattoos when I was a kid and it was usually yeah. someone who'd been in the like, Merchant Navy and they'd had it done at 17. And then by the time they were 61, it was just a kind of a fuzzy purple blur and it told you to steer clear of them when ordering at the bar. I, I, I think this gentleman was first. <laughs> well, as you see, that's, that's another benefit because when we go after lockdown and we can go back into the games, when there's a lot of people at the bar... You just send me up and I go reveal the tat and I go, oh, hello, he's a bit of a geezer, isn't he? You know. Do you think they will think that? Do you think they will, though? As you buy some minstrels. If you're you're in the rest of Destiny, you'll think, hello, here comes old Compton Street. (laughs) (laughs) Here he comes, the old Cockney rebel from old Compton Street. Bless him. Bless him. (laughs) <laughs> Are you a Cockney? Were you born within the sound of Bow Bells? Not the sound of Bow Bells, but I was born in Bethnal Green, so I think that counts, doesn't it? Doesn't Your it? old man was from the East End, friend yes. of the craze, of course. Famously, the only other Reggie knew when he was growing up oh, was Reggie Cray. That's uh, don't, that don't being I, a, Yeah, I know he tells me all the time. <laughs> Happy days. Happy days. And, of course, you are famously absolutely uh, a rebel. So, in many ways, it's really a description of your your being. Exactly. And that's what my publisher has just said. He said it is a description of my being. I've got a sign in at Waterstones tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Do they know you're coming? (laughs) And what are you planning to sign? Are you just going to go pulling books off the shelf? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll pull... <laughs> yeah, I'll just, oh, yeah, I'll just go, what are these things? Pull them off and burn you got, them. You got any authors called Keith? I'll sign there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll do. Keith Waterhouse. <laughs> what title are you going for, for your autobiography, Keith? Uh, oh, that's... You, you see, Damien, this is why you are the young, trusting this person. This is why I am... Uh, what title? Yeah. What title would you give? You know, if you was my publisher and I come I'd to you, I'd say I keep my ticket in my boot. 
<laughs> I've got the looks to appeal to both genders. There are many. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go down this road. We've only got we've only got a relatively short podcast this evening. Well, it's very true. <laughs> the idea that we now pick over all the possible options for Clint's autobiography, <laughs> which I will bet you one thousand euros he won't ever write. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I could colour in though. Yeah, you colour it in, then yeah. Unbound will publish it. My friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, gents, uh, we were uh, a little brief interruption uh, to celebrate the uh, Beer Hawk, uh, the craft beer shop that's been delivering beer to doorsteps all around the UK since 2012. And uh, they are our guest sponsor this evening. They're very welcome. They've sent me a case of beer. It is delicious. I particularly like the uh, Bavarian Hell beer. And uh, my wife rather enjoyed the Italian Lisa beer, which comes in a slightly different shaped bottle. So uh, they've got some lovely stuff. Uh, You... They've got every type of beer, the stouts and Belgian beer and real ale and IPA and mixed cases that they can suggest to you. Uh, They are the home of the perfect draft machine, so you can enjoy fresh, chilled, bar-quality draft beer in your home uh, because they they will deliver you a keg if you want. And they've got over 40 kegs of beer. Each one holds 10 pints, so... There are a thousand, over a thousand beers to choose from. Are those There's, good things about those, uh, you know, draft kegs? Yeah, you fancy a keg? You're going to get a keg? Oh, I do fancy. No, I've, I've heard very good reports of them. They're meant to, they're, they're, the quality is meant to be really good. Well, really if good you one. want a keg, Keith, if you want a keg, I, if you go I to www.beerhawk, that's beer, obvious beer spelling, yeah. Uh, hawk is a is the, is the, as in the as in the bird as of in the prey bird. Ah. as in the bird of prey beer hawk uk and use the promo code Tuesday you'll get ten percent off a keg or a case or any sort of beer you want and it is important uh, they've asked me to mention that they have a special um, Oktoberfest offer going on and Oktoberfest the famous uh, German beer festival has been cancelled this year but um, they are celebrating it. In style, with the official Oktoberfest beers, mm. uh, they, they are, there's a limited number of those, so do get on that, uh, www.beerhawk.co.uk, 10% off with the promo code Tuesday. You'd be a fool not to. Oh, you'd be an idiot, mate. I think Keith was angling for a free one. Oh, I'm just oh, reading between the did lines. You, did, oh, did you get that? Uh, yeah, indeed. No, something was I'm picking up. Was that think, coming across? Yeah, what, I only get 10%. Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, yeah. Again, yeah. another. Well, as opposed to. Over. As just opposed pop to, over. Pop yeah. over and we'll have a socially socially distanced one on the uh, on, uh, mm. front path. But you know those beer kegs uh, that you were talking about? No, I've heard they're re- they're the in thing. They're really good. Oh, you know, that's what I'm I think. I'm the one that knows what's the in thing, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, being the, <laughs> the youth appealing to the youth market, such as you are. See, I. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know being old and craggy that I am. This whole thing is turning into the antiques road show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to the game. Uh, come let's on, not. let's get back to it. No. Uh, I, oh, come on. I, I that was a terrible some... miss by Lacazette, wasn't it? I mean, a real... Well, two terrible uh, misses. I mean, he really... The one he went through where he was offside was a dreadful finish. And then mm. the one he went through... This is our centre-forward French international £50 million striker 
in on goal, yeah. clean through, no one near him twice. All right, the first one was offside, but still stick it in the net. And the yeah. second one, the first one was dreadful, just flipped it at Allison. And the second one, he took it as if he was going to go round him and then just fired it at him. And you think, listen, mate, look, has Ian Wright never spoken to you? Take it early. <laughs> Hit it early before he's set. Don't look at him and then slow down and have a look at him and he looks at you and then try and do something. You've got to hit that before he's all set, oh, as he's on his way out, down round his feet where he can't get to it. Just mm. just the, 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 the obvious outcome in that circumstance for, for, a, for Danny Ings or Jamie Vardy or Harry Kane or Marcus Rashford or any of the Liverpool strikers or Sergio Aguero is goal. Aubameyang, goal. That is going in because as soon as they're in that position, they're going to get that early and stick it. It's going to go fast and hard into the into the net and Alisson will have no chance. And in fact, he slowed up and had a look and gave him the chance, really. Didn't he Made the keeper get bigger and bigger and bigger? The longer you yeah. take, the bigger he gets. I think the, yeah. uh, the first one, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that I think everyone thought the flag should have gone up. Uh, so it felt like a bit of a free... So was maybe that he did. Yeah, a, I think was that it a was. definite. Right, okay. I think Allison he is that. massive, though. D. Allison is, is a huge man. He so is. If you want to, he hasn't sat down. He hasn't sat him down. What would Carnu do? Or even make the Niles. You know, we, we talked to the other day Sailor about the one Alexis Sanchez scored against West Ham. He, Alexis Sanchez did a step over and sat the keeper on his ass. You haven't sat him down. So unless you're mm. really going to get the sand wedge out and dink it eight feet in the air or nine feet in the air, you're not going to get it over him. No. And he just he put it. He just basically chipped it into his hands. If that if that had been Socrates clean, clean through, and that was the finish, you'd think, oh well, he's a centre back. But we paid a bomb for this fella. And I was just on his side because he scored in each Premier League game this season, three out of three. He's working very hard. But in that moment, it's rather like Giroud against Monaco all those years ago in the Champions League, where he had three chances and missed a lot. And part of you thinks, well, he got in there and he, at least he was there for the chances and, and he did subsequently go on and score a lot of goals in his career. Still scoring goals, in fact. But that it was the moment that told you he's not Henri. He's not right. It's not even Anelka. That one mm. of those is going in. And, and he came off, I felt for him, because he looked absolutely distraught when he came off. He pulled his, his sitting on the... In the yeah. seats, pulling his shirt over his face when he looked absolutely he, distraught. He looked knackered as well. I mean, yeah. for quite a good 10, 15 minutes before he came off, he just, he wasn't well, doing he the does put He does put a lot of work in. And the one that you, the first one where, you know, as you say, would have been offside, he actually made a last ditch tackle in our own penalty box to stop them. And then he was up the other end. And I, it was so sad. I'm thinking, ah, oh, come on, get this. You know, because he would, it would have been a brilliant for him. You yeah, know, but uh, but still, he'll be pleased that you're getting a tattoo with his name on. So just to make up for that, so you know, oh, that's, that's the thing. Once you have one tattoo, you can't stop. Exactly, it, you're addicted to. Him. But do you think you know? You quite often hear about Strial. He never does anything in the game, and suddenly he's there, and it's a goal. Or Lionel Messi, you quite often see him walking about, yeah. and then suddenly. So, the, the, the fact that you uh, the, the number nine and this current the way the way Arsenal set up at the moment works so hard that it must be difficult 
to actually then switch on to do what you're in the team to do, which is stick the ball in the net when you're one on one with a keeper. And again, it begs the question yet again: is 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 left wing really where you want Aubameyang? Because you know we've got options in wide positions yeah. now, and and actually you think, oh God, Aubameyang through on goal like that—that's in the net, you know. And then two two. I still think Liverpool probably would have got a third goal. They had so many chances, but still. Well, don't forget, we did have another chance. We could have made it 3-2, which would have then meant they would have come on to us and they would have had to take chances. So it's not, it, I think tonight's game showed that we are still lagging behind. It shows where we what we need to get and what we need to do. I mean, we had two corners, which we let Pepe take. Oh, Pepe is so good at corners. Them up. I know. What was happening there? It drove me mad. You'd see him going over there. You know he can hit a really good ball in. He's a brilliant dead ball kicker. And he took two terrible corners. And we've just taken Willian off, who took such a good corner yeah. in the Fulham game. And you think, what? how have you... Those are two dreadful corners. Hitting mm. a man at the near post. This is a seventy million pound world class. This is a, are you not practicing corners? Your corner should be fizzing into the six yard box, beating that first man, landing in an area where the goalkeeper's crapping himself every time. Or you're not taking enough corners at London, Colney. Well, I was in in the in the club tonight. I actually said, I said it's like a snooker player player going. I can get the uh, get the pockets in the corners, but those ones in the middle, I can't get them for love and money. I'm absolutely <laughs> shit at them, you know. And a seventy two, any player, every Arsenal player should be able to take a corner. Yeah, you'd rather have Kieran Tierney take them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, of course he sh- he should be taking the corner. Pepe should be in the box to score a but goal. But that's the thing, is Keith. Pepe is a, has taken some brilliant free kicks and corners. He is a good dead ball kicker. I totally understood why he's out there taking it. I just couldn't understand. The first one, you think, oh, he's just come on. He's got it yeah. wrong. But then he did exactly the same thing. And this is a – you don't get many chances to threaten the goal. Mm. He should be trying to hit the goal with that ball. You've got to swerve it in hard under the bar and, and see what happens. I – um yeah – when when we were making the last substitution, were you thinking I would rather he brought on Saka and put uh, Aubameyang through the middle? I kind of oh, had. I was feeling that day. really. Good I just I would like I would have liked to see Saka go at them with mm. fifteen minutes to go. Personally, yeah, it's nothing against Eddie. Saka's not there. Yeah, nothing against Eddie, but um, yeah. I was kind of okay with the substitutions. I thought, you know, could have maybe Sabas was unlucky not to start. He wanted to keep it solid. He, we go in at half time, a goal down. We lost the first half two one. We lost the second half one nil. And in each each half, you know, you've got reasons to regret things, you know. But we've yeah. come away beaten. We've come away beaten by an excellent team. And they're, yeah. you know, they're tough, aren't they? Goodness okay. me, they're tough as old boots, all of them. Gary Neville said it was the best half hour he's seen all season by a team, the first half hour. The season is uh, three games old, do you? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the football's been crap. I mean, I know there's been a lot of goals, but everyone's playing rubbish. People yeah. are making oh. terrible mistakes, conceding goals. The VAR. Let's talk about... Let's talk, oh, about, no. Listen, let's talk about let's talk about handballs, can we? Can we talk about I don't know what Eric Dyer was doing when he jumped up 
and he kind of his arm did a windmill motion, which is not normally what an arm does. I don't know if he was trying to get his arm out of the way or trying to get his arm in the way, but it was a bit peculiar what he was doing, and his arm was right up in the air, and Andy Carroll headed it, and it hit him on the arm. And then everyone's up in up in arms about it, and, <laughs> and the pens awarded, but I did think it was a daft decision because he had his back to Carroll. How could he see? But at the same time, he's, why was he waving his arm around like that? It wasn't quite a natural position as if you were jumping. It was a kind of an odd looping, swinging thing he did. Yeah. Hey, come on. Listen, you know how I feel about Tottenham, but let's be fair. The guy was facing the opposite way. This old VAR thing, which apparently, according to Matchday 2, is FIFA's new rules, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the guy was looking the other way. The only time and balls are given... If you're trying to stop the ball from going in the net or someone's crossing the ball and you're stopping the, the ball getting to some guy who's going to edit in or whatever. This is it's ridiculous. It's become a joke, VAR. What's going to happen? A team could be 2-0 be up and the manager's going to say, "Kick, go down the other end, just kick it against their arm. Kick it against their arm. Oh, they will. We'll see of course what happens. they will, yeah. It's a joke. It's going to make it's going to make games a lottery. It's stupid. Do you remember when John Terry always used to sort of go in for those blocks with his arms out? He had his arms by his sides, about six inches from his body, so ostensibly a natural position. But frequently, the ball would hit his heart, would hit his arm, wouldn't it? And he'd get away with it. But now those are all pens. Now, now they have to put their hands behind the back. If you want to jump up in the air, you've got to somehow jump like a penguin with your arms by your side. I mean, it is. You're absolutely right, Keith. It's a complete and utter farce. And however, the moment they go over to the touchline. However, it's brought us one of the great moments in football history. It was is, quite funny. Oh, sorry, Eric Dyer conceding a penalty when he didn't even know where the ball was, and he was and he was in the air at the time. Uh, I mean, really. Uh, it's so, I really mean, not, yeah, let's, you know, let's you look know, on the bright side of let's it. Let's look on the bright side. It has done, it's done Tottenham up like a kipper. Yeah, until until we get uh, done by a VAR. Done so, up like a kipper, uh, yeah. Can I, Mane, do you think he should have been sent off? That he was should have very, been sent off, very, yeah. I think that was a red card, yeah, and on it had, it, it got in on Bellerin as well, quite aggy. As well, mm. he smashed he smashed Kieran Tierney in the face quite deliberately. Yeah, and then afterwards was claiming that it was a shoulder to shoulder. Bottlecks. Um, mm. uh, I think it was one of those that Arsene might have said was a dark orange, a, yes. a dark orange and a, a dark yellow, an orange, a pale red. You know, it was a halfway between a booking and a sending off. But it, it was a bit naughty, wasn't it? Yeah. It was naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was very it's, naughty. I think annoying, I yeah. thought Craig Pawson gave them a lot, if I'm honest. I mean, I don't know whether that's just my usual frustration at losing, but it felt like it. Yeah, yeah, it was one or two decisions, you know. But, I mean, the VAR thing, it's, it's, it's going to just turn games into a lottery now. And it's just... It's, and this keeping the flag down as well, that's another irritating thing. You go, oh, look, he's through on goal. He scores. No, oh, right, the lines was put in flag... Can we just go back to the way it was? Didn't you enjoy uh, the goalposts? Didn't you enjoy Neil Mopay giving away a pen at the end of the? I mean, not not the of course no uh, Bright, Brighton being defeated. Oh, I didn't know um, that because um, it was but, Man United. Uh, it was, <laughs> couldn't even enjoy that, could we? Couldn't even enjoy no, Mopay 
make making a fool of himself. That was a pen. I mean, he had his arm up there, didn't he? Yeah. Palace have been stitched up though, and they they've had a terrible yes. decision, awful bloody decision. Anyway, at the top of the league, Leicester are flying. Uh, they have smashed Manchester City five two. Oh, that was funny. Getting uh, three pens away from home, uh, <laughs> which makes Arsenal's result. I mean, all I know, albeit a different Leicester team, obviously. Um, it didn't have uh, Madison and Vardy playing. Uh, Madison, Madison, did. Madison. Oh yeah, Madison was there, wasn't he? But, Hmm. Vardy was running the waltz or all the dodgems. I mean, I think they share it, <laughs> don't they? I think Madison does the dodgems and Vardy does the waltz, uh, and then waltz and Vardy does the dodgems and Madison does the waltz. I think they alternate. <laughs> yeah. I think they alternate <laughs> usually. Um, but they we had a very, very good result at Leicester. It was a scrappy, messy sort of a game. And we had a good team out, a strong team. You know, it wasn't just kids, was it? It was a... Decent team out there, so... Yeah, I thought that was excellent, really. That was, and and, and we scored Liverpool? again. We played Liverpool on Thursday night, so... Do you think they'll bother to drive back tonight or just maybe keep in a field somewhere? Uh, or, you know, just, they, they're on a plane, Keith. Travel lodge, you know. They, they got a plane, Keith. They got a plane? Yeah. What do you mean they're going to sleep on the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Lennon Airport. They'll just pull over. Until some siding hangar somewhere, kit there. So on Thursday, maybe they'll play um, Runason or Runarson or Son of Runar, the new Icelandic goalkeeper. Then then I perhaps will play old Billy Saliba. Yeah. And Gabriel and Kalasinac. Yeah. Then perhaps Tobias will start with. um, Yeah. Miriam yeah Miriam Sabias will start with Willock I imagine I imagine Saka will play and then up front we'll have Nketiah and uh, Nicholas Pepe and Reese Nelson which just leaves we've got a lot of injuries in defence we've got Mari and Socrates and Mustafi and Suarez all injured so the right wing back position is left between uh, Gwen Doozy and Ozil. So one of them's going to have to play. <laughs> we can put out a good side in 10 positions, but we are lacking at right wing back. Unless Reese Nelson plays right wing back and then Ozil can play up top with um, Nketiah and Pepe. That's that's the 11 anyway. And then so, on the bench, it's going to have to be seven people who played tonight, isn't it, really? Tonight, yeah. 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 Um, presumably Aubameyang won't go. He'll be saved up for... For Sheffield United at the weekend. And Liverpool will do the same, won't they? Liverpool will play yeah. an entirely different team. Yeah, well, they've got that Jones yeah. bloke, haven't they? The Jones boy. Yes. Who looks quite good. Yeah, so it's all on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on him oh, and, James, and James Milner. <laughs> yes. Oh, sort of today, I had a real feeling all day, like, this is the acid test, right? We've yes. we've started well, we've, we're on a roll, we're doing well. Um, maybe we could go there. They haven't got the fans in. Uh, might, might even it up a little bit. Maybe we could have a go. Um, and actually, they just punched us in the face repeatedly for an hour and a half, really, didn't they? We, I, we did pretty well not to go, not to get knocked out and embarrass ourselves, but we got beaten up. We did, but we didn't. We didn't collapse like previous. You know, we've been absolutely humiliated there quite a few times. We have, but see, the thing is. What's the bridge? What's the how do we bridge the gap then? Because, in terms of organization and effort and spirit and team spirit, 
there's a not a lot. Arteta in the time he's been there has really improved all of that to the point where I feel like you they're busting the gut and paying attention and they're all on the same page and we're short of obviously this is an outstanding we're team. We're short of another striker. That's what I, we're short no, I of. Think another class striker. That's what we need. Klopp's taken how long to get to this stage? Three years? He's been building this, building this team, keeping it together. True. Sure. You know, I think uh, Arteta in a lot of the interviews was saying, you know, they are the benchmark. They're, you know, they, they're what we aspire to be. Yeah, and, I, yeah, I, that's all true. But what I'm saying is, where do we, who do we take out and look for another player? What's the, uh, I mean, are the, are the wing backs, Bellerin and Maitland-Niles, uh, you know, lovely lads. We love them dearly. But Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, those crosses they put in are unbelievable. Alexander-Arnold's mm. crossing is sensational. Do we have a Fabinho, really, or a Van Dijk? Is, is Leno's no Allison? is he? And then their forward line, even with Aubameyang, you feel like there are positions everywhere where how can we ever catch up unless we have different players? It's going to be a a project to say is putting it mildly. I was really, you know, I know the, the greengrocer at the bottom of my road as I drove past him today goes, "Go on, the Gunners," and I knew he was thinking about the game all day. I was thinking about it all day. I was yeah, really thinking right. all day long. This is can we get something at Anfield? Can we do something? Are we on a right? Is is it? And we turn up there. We've beaten them fortuitously at the Emirates. We we've got the the Community Shield. We know that we're in their heads, and they just dealt with it. And Klopp was made up at the end, wasn't he? He was made up. Oh, he's very happy. And to be honest, at least that's a little sign that we've made a a couple of yards progress. I did. I didn't think we got thrashed tonight. I just think we got beat. I think the third goal flattered them. I think if we'd have taken our chances, but once again, as I said earlier on, I think this game showed up where we're lacking and we're lacking another top striker, a class striker who's going to take those chances that Lacazette had tonight. I know what you mean, but isn't our class striker on the left wing? That's that's what bothers me. Yeah. You know, he's seeing that. There's a shot of Lacazette fluffing it from behind with El Nenny kind of falling to his knees like platoon. Mm. Oh, God, how have you missed that? What does Aubameyang think? Aubameyang must think, oh, I wish that was me. Mm. Although he got that chance late on. He was through, wasn't he? And um, didn't quite have the legs. And then he tried to play someone else in his stead. He did. He he actually, you saw how quick Van Dyke was. Um, and he sort of like managed to get back. No, I, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, El Nenny was good. I thought he was all right, and Jack is all right. But when Sabias comes on, yeah, and he gives you that. Extra. Uh, you see it. You know, it's a different level of midfield play, isn't yeah. it? It's just a speed of thought, the balance, and the way he can manoeuvre himself out of situations some of his forward passing in half an hour he made all of our best midfield passes all night I was quite surprised that Xhaka got yanked but Arteta likes El Nenny maybe because he plays football in exactly the same way as Arteta played it yeah it's like having Arteta back in the team really but you know those are two areas that we are most heavily linked with now isn't it with Thomas Party and uh, 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 so, um, 
yeah, this guy. And this is a creative attacking midfielder who does things in the final third, who gets shots off, who scores goals. Um, are we going to put them... Looking at that tonight, is he thinking, oh, we've got to put the money down and get this get this guy in? Um, I don't know. It does feel like central midfield is the area, really, because we've only got Sabias on loan. Chaka and Elneny are at full stretch to perform like that. And they're not mm. really feeding anything up the field, are they? I mean, I what the first half, William ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran, and I don't think he touched the ball. No, yeah, he said, <laughs> barely. Honestly, did. Absolutely right. He just ran so much. He, they yanked him after an hour because he was exhausted, and then they bring Pepe on to take the corners. And he was oh, anyway. Never mind. Let's not go on about it. I've had a tweet from Christopher Wilmot who says. Uh, I've, he's got a song for William Saliba. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, oh, Keith, lovely! It goes. Yes, we're- Saliba, good times. Come on, <laughs> it's time for Gunas to come together. We love you, Billy. What a treasure! Everyone mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. ground. Come on, and that's uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's okay. a no from me. It's a no from uh, it's a no from me as well. Um, that's from our Twitter feed at Not You Bentley, which this week triumphantly soared above eight thousand followers. Uh, still lagging behind even the worst of the Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> could, could I give a shout out no. to Danny and James? Danny is a lifelong podcast fan and lives in my road, and James is a customer I've worked for today. I built his staircase for him, so there Jesus. you go. And they're big fans of the podcast. Is he, yeah, is he yeah. trapped in the attic, scared to come down? <laughs> well, he, he, no, he's got COVID, so I've been keeping away from him. And God, he's got an appalling taste in music. Bloody had to listen to hip hop all day long. Oh, oh it's tedious. No, it's a nightmare. It's it uh, is a nightmare, and he sings along to it as well, which makes it worse. Something his wife doesn't know, but she does now because she's going to be listening to this podcast. Ha, ha, ha. Got me home back there. Uh, anyway, go on, carry on with your Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Keith. Uh, well, um, I had to get out of Nobby Nobkins. Uh, That's a good name. I, I think it might not be his, uh, the name on his birth certificate. Uh, oh, I think it is. He's sent along <laughs> Obama, yank, yank, yank. Can he score? Yes, he can. Obama, yank, yank, yank. Really fast. Yeah, he's the man. Obama, yank, yank, yank. He'll always start at Arsenal. Obama, yank, yank, yank. And Spurs will win, therefore. Nobby. Ooh, good end. Whoever you are. Good, good ending. Goodbye. Oh, bye. You like that? You like that? It had a good ending. The beginning and the middle was shit, but the good ending was uh, West End Tone on Twitter has sent, ooh, ah, uh, just a little bit, ooh, ah, uh, a little bit oh. more. <laughs> this this is, of course, <laughs> in reference to our proposed sign ah, very from good. Leon. I don't know if that's going to... There was one, um, yeah. Keith the Gooner. Um, yes, not me. Not you. Yes. He posted no. one. What was yes. it? I'm just trying to find. Oh, oh you're trying to you, find it. We need better you, preparation. Okay. You raved about. Go on. Oh, I don't know what you mean. we're halfway there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ali Adia. Oh, yes, I see what he's done there. 
Yeah. No yeah. one knows yeah. how to say Hasim Aouar yet. So no. It's difficult to make songs. After the Leicester game in midweek, a triumphant 2-0 win at the King Power in the Carabao Cup, the important Carabao Cup, uh, Kieran Fenton sent me a, a tweet saying, Dewsbury Hall is a serious attempt to trump Maitland-Niles in the Conservative States. Yeah. Uh, Leicester had a player called Dewsbury Hall, and I, and I did enjoy it every time he was mentioned throughout. Yeah, Hall. I thought it's had so it's like-, like a national trust house, doesn't it? Oh, we go to Dewsbury Hall today. Oh, you really? You must go try the jam at the, the gift shop. I thought it's had like some posh biscuits. Dewsbury <laughs> Hall. Yeah, Hall. Dewsbury Hall. Oh, yes. Hall ginger snaps. Treat yourself. Okay, a, a complaint has flooded in. Ooh, what? Um, uh, last oh, week, no. uh, Roger Clark emailed us with. Uh, an entertaining story about Paul Davis being going up to Thaxted to referee a match. And we made some jokes about Thaxted uh, possibly uh, being ridden, riddled with Brexiteers. And, and, uh, and, and actually uh, someone's come in and complained, someone called Matt. I, for one, would not be buying any, any posh beer or porn hiding VPNs or bullet shavers. Um, <laughs> How oh, dare they label faxed residents as racist and gammons? And uh, and and I, I mean, I don't think he's actually that offended. So I did a bit of research. Um, because and he is offended. We were only uh, <laughs> we were obviously we're only mucking about, but of course, faxed uh, like every other part of Essex did vote to leave. But in their in their instance, only by fifty point seven percent to forty nine point three. So I imagine. Oh. The Swan Pub is actually divided 50-50. And uh, Roger Clark himself says, uh, thanks for including my Paul Davis story in the show. Oh, and just for the record, they weren't Brexiteer types. They wouldn't have heard about it, as I've never known such an alcohol-addled town in all my life. <laughs> Morris weekend, <laughs> the first weekend in June, is to be seen to be believed. Um so that's uh, but of course we were talking about a game that happened in the 90s and no one in the 90s or indeed the 2000s or indeed anywhere was really seriously talking about leaving the European Union because surely it would be an act of extraordinary folly (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Uh, I've had a couple of people with with, um, autograph stories Um, there's there's a bloke who calls himself Dave Fiveash or Fiviash or whatever, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, he says he used to live up in St Albans and he lost his job in 1999 and he had a bit of a down mm. down period. But Arsenal trained uh, at the UCL sports grounds in those days up at London Colney and there were public footpaths uh, crossing them. So you could go along and watch them train. I would go along two or three times a week. And watch him train. Bob Wilson would train Alex Meninga and Dave Seaman on the bottom field. Field! <laughs> uh, before joining the rest, Arsend and Boro Primorac uh, took the rest of the squad. The great Don Howe coached the under-21s in the field behind the goalies. And uh, Chippy Brady took the younger kids in the top field. It's like Glastonbury. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time watching the first team. Bob Wilson and Dave Seaman were, were really friendly. They are really friendly, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Bob Wilson's the greatest human being that's ever lived. And being a keen amateur photographer, I took my camera along and stood next to the press photographers who I'd started to get to know. This ended, though, after Boro Primarich came over to me and told me to F off. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I said, uh, oh, I'm not from a newspaper. He says, F off. The boss doesn't like it. And uh, and therein we find out why Arsenal spent £40 million on a purpose-built training ground. <laughs> With no public right away. That's exactly right. And he goes on to say he used to get, he got a lot of autographs at the gate, but Tony Adams would never stop. Uh, what, signing autographs or just... No, he would never, just... stop, to, never stop to sign an autograph, so... But he calls it all the way through. He calls him TA five, where of course he wore the number six. But having said that, yeah. uh, there's uh, Anthony Ford has got a Tony Adams story. We go to an event mm-hmm. run by the Dover Gooners with an ex-player speaking for for the twenty fifth anniversary. We had Tony Adams as speaker. I wore my number six shirt with Tony on the back. My name as well. See what I did there. And whilst we were eating, he came up to our table and said, Hi, Tone, how you doing? Every stranger on that table, including Eddie Kelly, double winner, looked at me as the absolute hero for the evening for knowing TA6. Thanks, Tony. See, the slightest little... All he had to say was, Hi, Tone, and that is something he carries with him to the grave. You lucky git. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's you met Gunnosaurus, Keith. Oh, yeah. I've got that picture like, of you like, and like, Gunnosaurus. Yeah, I know. The only time I put on a decent smile with Gunnosaurus. <laughs> You'll like this one. It goes on a bit, but I'm going to go for it. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, Richard Manfield, Dick Manfield. Not the Dick Manfield. Uh, Sends us, uh, have you seen the Spurs fan in the closed down toilet? I like it already. Kicking up old programmes with his worn out (laughs) shoes. In his eyes, you see no pride, no cup one recently by his side. For him, it's all or nothing, and it's nothing but the blues. And yes, we do know that you're lonely and see for you that the sun don't shine. Oh, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you Arsenal and that will blow your mind. Have you seen Deli Alley who walks the streets of London? Dirt in his hair and his socks without pads. He's not so good at talking and Mourinho got him walking, carrying his baked beans into carrier bags. And yes, we do know that you're lonely and see for you that the sun don't shine. Oh, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you Arsenal and that will blow your mind. Have you seen Daniel Levy outside the Seaman's Mission? Memory fading of the shit club that he chairs. In our London city, you will find no cries of pity for one forgotten loser and a world that doesn't care. And yes, we do know that you're lonely and see for you that the sun don't shine let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London I'll show you Arsenal and that will blow your mind 
Yes, thank you very much. Uh, oh, that got, was from Richard Manville there. Uh, who, who Richard, did that I want to buy us. you a drink. Very and good. he's typed it all out in such a way that it's easy for me to read. <laughs> He says he's also been trying to go through all the players from the last 50 years to find one from which I can build an anagram that includes spurs and shit. And the only one I can find <laughs> is Socrates Papastathopoulos. <laughs> so <laughs> I get spurs shit. But I now need the podcasters to make a word from Carpathoons to go with this. Uh, and this oh, is off. Signs off, Dicky. Thank you, Dicky. Uh, that was an excellent contribution. Could we could we play that at the Emirates every time we play Tottenham, just before they come out? Just play that. There are some beautiful moments in there. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure Damien could tweak it a little bit. We get Ralph McTell to do the to do the yeah. version. Listen, it works for me. Let's listen. My people will talk to your people, Damien. Let's make this happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of things happening. Yes. Deli Alley. Yes. To oh, the, the bean maker. Coming to Arsenal. Did you coming see that? Arsenal. Yes, I've heard this rumour that, um, that Deli Alley is, might leave Tottenham and the Arsenal might they look Arsenal are going to do yeah, 50 million it. quid on Deli Alley. The thing with no. Deli Alley is... We're not quite sure where he goes in a side, you know, and that's obviously what Mourinho thinks as well. Yeah. Unless Arteta says, hang on, this is the final piece of my jigsaw. Well, you know. uh, yeah, I mean, I did see one of the most enjoyable days last week was when the rumour that um, Mourinho might bring in Jesse Lingard. Uh, and it was a very most enjoyable hour spent um, watching Tottenham fans react to that news. <laughs> That's how What's I spent my Jesse years. Lingard, uh, like old uh, Ollie's at the wheel can't get, as we like to say on this show, he cannot get a tune out he of Jesse no. Lingard. <laughs> no, he's gone flat somewhat, um, Jesse Lingard. So yeah, he's still. I mean, United apparently want to get rid of them. Would you put Lingard in the I can't cook a can of beans uh, sort of bracket? Because I was going through my, you know, going through the Arsenal team, thinking which Arsenal player would be proud of actually making baked beans. And I thought actually most of them could actually make a meal. I, I can't think of any Arsenal player that would fall into the deli alley. Oh, you know, I've made some baked beans today, bracket. You know, there's no Arsenal player there, is there? You know, I mean, uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette. You know, they, they've got, they've got that. They, they could do a, they could do a roast. You know, they could do, they, they could do a gourmet meal at the back of their heads. You know, I mean, William. Aubameyang doing a roast dinner. What? Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure he, he's going to listen. You could go to a Aubameyang. So you're going to get a five star meal. No, you're not. You know, you're going to get a takeout. <laughs> He's going to get a pizza from Papa John's. He's going to get a pizza. It'll either be a pizza from Papa John's or you'll be in Nobu. I am seeing Aubameyang, Lacazette, they're cooks. They're cooking. They're cooking in a meal. There's no one in our team that would struggle on the deli alley basis and be proud to say, oh, look, I cooked up. Well, you know, he said beans. He didn't mention the toast. But, you know, Deli Ali didn't even mention what, what do you think Kieran Tierney would cook? Kieran Tierney? Oh, oh, he could. Tin tackers. Yeah. 
Look, there's no need for us to claim that all our players are gourmet chefs. Keep. We only need... I'm not saying gourmet. I'm not saying gourmet. We only need to discuss uh, Jose Mourinho above. saying the reason that Tottenham get decisions given against them is because they're a shit tiny club who never wins anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's very proud to be there. No respect. No respect. Oh, shut up, EFA. Hey, what's the matter, you? Hey, God, hey, no respect. So hey, brilliant, you, you, don't, you don't know show respect. No respect. No respect to Tottenham. No Have you seen that one, that clip that someone's gone from that documentary where he's just going, pa 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 Oh, I've not seen that. Absolutely. I it's myself laughing. It's like a sitcom. You really think it's an absolute sitcom. And they've got Harry Kane in the side. Some of the passes that he's playing at the moment, some of these assists that he's making for Son, or the, the, I don't know how it's such a sort of basically what it looks like someone who can't sprint, who doesn't have any athletic capability at all, but understands football to, to such a high level. He's such an outstanding footballer, and really, can he stay there? And he, it'd be an absolute madman to not try and get out of there and get into a an, into a proper club. And if he does, they're screwed. That's it. This this over. Well, he could fall into he could out, fall into he? the Wilfred Zaha. But you know, you know, Wilfred should have left. Years ago. Well, he did, did leave, didn't he? He did. he did leave. Yeah, and he couldn't what knack happened it. with that? He couldn't knack it at United. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to go. He left left too soon. He left too soon. He wasn't ready. He's ready now. He's a fantastic Mm. player. And, and, you know, increasingly, we look like we made a balls up. We made a balls up possibly just... We didn't need a goalkeeper. We had Martinez. And we didn't need Pepe because we could have had... We made a couple of balls. But listen... There's, a, there's been a few rickets made, and I'm hoping that recruitment now will 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 really yeah, improve. Yeah, you know? I I think we've cleared out some people who were making the rickets on the transfer market, and uh, we, we listen. It's a slow ship turning round, but we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, well, that fills me with tonight was reassurance, a, Keith. I don't think tonight was a complete disaster. It wasn't good, but we know where we're deficient, but. I don't think it was we like the result deficient. we got like oh, I'm deficient in every department, mate. I mean, you know, mentally, physically, you know. Listen, lads, let's let's go to bed. Well, not together, I hope. Well, no, we're not together. <laughs> Plainly, we're in different postcards. Um, can but, I, I mean, just... Well, can, one would hope. Oh, can, well, you, Dee, I know you, what you're skinning up and you're going to stay up till three, Dee. I've got the school run in the morning. What do you want? <laughs> In two weeks' time, I have got yes. tickets for an Arsene Wenger discussion with Arsene Wenger. Oh, uh, nice. A part Lovely. of the Brighton Festival. Oh, well, nice. that could turn oh, ugly. Well, you better um, take along a recording device. And... Yes. Well, no, it's all um, it's online. on Zoom, yeah. Oh, um, be nice. But I've just been thinking, it's like, if they say, would you ask him a question? If yes. you got, and you, they, he must be taking questions. Yeah. What do I say? Who's the biggest see you, see you next Tuesday that you ever met in your career? Okay. Keith, and... what's, what, what's your... <laughs> no, not saying uh, that moment when you that, met Keith. How many world-class players could you have signed if you'd have paid a pound more? Yeah. Why didn't okay. you get Cristiano Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic and Messi? <laughs> yes. I, I want to keep it uppy. 
You can think, yeah, keep it light. <laughs> yeah, keep, okay, keep, keep it, it light. light. You've seen Noel's house party. It's that kind of programme. Keep yeah. it light, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, gents. All right. Sleep well, lads. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Thank you. Bye.